0: Section 43 of The Poems of Jonathan Swift, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Famous Speechmaker of England, or Baron, alias Baron, Lovell's Charge at the Assizes at Exon, April fifth, seventeen ten from london to exon by special direction came down the world's wonder sir salathiel blunder with a coif on his head as heavy as lead and thus opened and said gentlemen of the grand inquest her majesty market appointed this circuit for me and my brother before any other to execute laws as you may suppose upon such as offenders have been so then not to scatter more words on the matter we're beginning just now to begin but hold first and foremost i must enter a clause as touching and concerning our excellent laws which here i avar are better by far than them all put together abroad and beyond sea. for i ne'er read the like nor e'er shall i fancy the laws of our land don't abet but withstand inquisition and thrall and whatever may gall and fire with all and sword that devours wherever it scours they preserve liberty and property for which men pull and haul so and they are made for the support of good government also her majesty knowing the best way of going to work for the wheel of the nation builds on that rock which all storms will mock since religion is made the foundation and i tell you to boot she resolves resolutely no promotion to give to the best man alive in church or in stat i am an instance of that but only to such of a good reputation for temper morality and moderation Fire, fire! A wild fire which greatly disturbs the queen's peace lies running about, and if you don't put it out, that's positive will increase. And any may spy with half of an eye that it comes from our priests and papistical fry. Ye have one of these fellows with fiery bellows come hither to blow and to puff here, who, having been tossed from pillar to post, at last vents his rascally stuff here which to such as are honest must sound very oddly, when they ought to preach nothing but what's very godly. As here from this place we charge you to do, as ye'll answer to man, besides ye know who. Ye have a diocesan, but I don't know the man. The man's a good liver, they tell me however, and fiery never. Now ye under pullers that wear such black colours, how well would it look if his measures ye took, thus for head and for rump, together to jump. For there's none deserved places I SPECT to their faces, but men of such graces. And I hope he will never prefer any asses, especially when I'm so confident aunt, for reasons of state that her Majesty won't. No I myself I was present and by, at the great trial where there was a great company of a turbulent preacher who cursedly hot, turned the fifth of November even the gunpowder plot, into impudent railing and the devil knows what exclaiming like fury it was at paul's london how church was in danger and like to be undone and so gave the lie to gracious queen anne and which is far worse to our parliament men and then printed a book into which men did look true he made a good text but what followed next was nought but a dunghill of sordid abuses instead of sound doctrine with proofs to it and uses it was high time of day that such inflammation should be extinguished without more delay but there was no engine could possibly doubt till the commons played theirs and so quite put it out so the man was tried fort before highest court now it's plain to be seen it's his principles i mean where they suffered this noisy and his lawyers to bellow which over the blad a poor punishment had for that racket he made by which ye may knew they thought as i do that he is but at best an inconsiderable fellow upon this i find here and everywhere that the country rides rusty and is all out of gear, and for what may I not in opinion vary and think the contrary, but it must create unfriendly debate and disunion straight when no reason and nature can be given of the matter any more than for shapes or for different stature, if you love your dear selves, your religion, or quin, ye ought, in good manners to be peaceable men, for nothing disgusts her like making a bluster, and your making this riot is what she could cry at. Since all her concern's for our welfare and quiet. I would ask any man of them all that maintain Their passive obedience with such mighty vehemence, That damn doctrine, I trow, What he means by it ho, to trump it up now, Or to tell me, in short, what need there is for't. Ye may say I am hot, I say I am not, Only warm as the subject on which I am got. There are those alive yet, If they do not forget, May remember what mischiefs it did church and state or at least must have heard the deplorable calamities it drew upon families about sixty years ago and upward and now do ye see whoever they be that make such an oration in our protestant nation as though church was all on fire with whatever cloak they may cover their talk and wheedle the folk that the oaths they have took as our governors strictly require i say they are men and i'm judge ye all know that would our most excellent laws overthrow for the greater part of them to church never go or what's much the same it by very great chances if ere they partake of her wise ordinances their aim is no doubt were they made to speak out to pluck down the queen that they made all this rout and to be set up moreover a bastardly brother or at least to prevent the house of hanover Ye gentlemen of the jury, what means all this fury, of which I am informed by the good hands I assure ye, this insulting of persons by blows and rude speeches, and breaking of windows which you know maketh breaches? Ye ought to resent it, and in duty present it, for the law is against it. Not only the actors engaged in this job, but those that encourage and set on the mob. The mob, a paw word, in which I near mention, but must in this place, for the sake of distinction, i hear that some bailiffs and some justices have strove what they could all this rage to suppress and i hope many more will exert like the power since none will depend on't get a jot of preferment but men of this kidney as i told you before i'll tell you a story once upon a time some hot-headed fellows must needs take a whim and so were so weak twas a mighty mistake to pull down and abuse body-houses and stews who tried by the laws of the realm for high treason, were hanged, drawn, and quartered for that very reason. When the time came about for us all to set out, we went to take leave of the Queen. Where were great men of worth, great heads, and so forth, the greatest that ever were seen? And she gave us a large and particular charge. Good part aunt and dead is quite out of my head, but I remember she said, We should recommend peace and good neighborhood wheresoever we came, and so I do here, for that every one, not only men and their wives, should do all that they can to lead peaceable lives, and told us withal that she fully expected a special account how ye all stood affected. When we've been at St. James ye'll hear of the matter. Again then I charge ye, ye men of the clergy, that ye follow the trackle of your own Bishop Blackhall, and preach as ye should what's savoury and good and together all cling, as it were, in a string. Not falling out quarrelling with one another, now retreating with Monsieur, that son of his mother. Then proceeded on the common the matters of the law, and concluded. Once more and no more, since few words are best, I charge you all present by way of request. If ye honour as I do our dear royal widow, or have any compassion for the church or the nation, and would live a long while in continual smile and eat roast and boil and not be forgotten when ye are dead and rotten that ye would be quiet and peaceably dwell and never fall out but piss all in a quill. End of section forty three.